Hello there once again, fellow Peregrinos. Thanks very much for tuning in to episode 14 of El Camino de Santiago Pilgrims podcast, where we talk about planning and preparation for life on the road to Santiago and tips, tricks and hacks to help make your journey along the way a lot more enjoyable. We want to put more bounce in your boots, more K's in your days. We want to take the grim out of the pilgrimage. To that end, today I'm going to talk about eight mistakes to avoid making when walking the Camino. Mistakes that I've made, some of our previous podcast guests have made, as well as common comments I've found on forums and Facebook groups. So let's get straight to it, fellow peregrinos, those eight mistakes to avoid making when walking the Camino de Santiago. Mistake number one to avoid making is doing too much too soon. On my last Camino, the Camino Portugues, I made this big mistake. Now, because it was flat, I thought, this is going to be easy, right? Very, very, very wrong. The ensuing days, I was walking like Robocop. Um, all my leg muscles had seized up and it was only on day five or six I started to feel better. and All those tight leg muscles started to loosen up a little. So when I returned to the Camino Portugues, in December, I'm going to go back and do another little bit of it, uh, repeat a little part of it, just to do it for some research uh, that I am making for a book that I'm writing. And yes, um, I will definitely, even though it's flat, finish walking for the day when I feel good and comfortable and not when I am about to drop. And I highly recommend you guys do the same too, whether you're on the Camino Portugues, the Camino Frances, the Camino del Norte, whatever you're doing, whatever Camino you're treading the trail of, yes, definitely finish when you feel good and not when you're about to drop. You can slowly increase those distances as you go on and feel stronger, okay, and as your legs and your muscles and your body starts to toughen up to the daily duress that you are putting upon it. Okay, so avoid making the mistake of doing too much too soon and build up those daily distances little by little. And you won't end up walking like Robocop like I did for the first week of my last Camino uh, in Portugal. The next mistake to avoid making is underestimating the rain. Spain's a sunny country, right? Portugal too. I'll never need my waterproof jacket, right? Famous last words. Very, very wrong. I found out to my cost. I got rained on in Galicia quite a lot and a fair bit of my Portuguese Camino. When I got caught off guard for the first time, I got absolutely bloody soaked. I had to dig out my rucksack cover. Um, I had to get the, yeah, the pon my poncho out, my waterproof jacket as well. And it was at the bottom of my bag and I got soaked. So 
I highly recommend you don't make that mistake that I did because I'm a Brit. I'm an optimist. I'm thinking, yes, I want sun. The sun is always going to be out. So I highly recommend that you have your waterproof cover for your rucksack, your poncho and your waterproof jacket. Whether you take some, one or all of those things, have them ready and easily deployable. Okay, and don't get drenched like I did and get a telling off from your wife like I did as well. Um, Okay, because... Um, I should have known better really it was my the third time I'd walked the Camino and yeah anyway um, where are we so our third mistake to have made of void making when walking the road to Santiago is try to avoid thinking about how far to go just concentrate on making the next step now I found this little psychological trick very useful when I ran my first marathon in London and used it when I was feeling tired on the Camino and overwhelmed thinking about how far I still had to go on long days. Focus only on putting one foot in front of the other. Think only about what you can do rather than what you doubt you can do or feel like you can't do. Okay, you will get there in the end, and it is often a simple case of mind over matter. Okay, so if you are feeling tired and you are feeling weary, focus on that next step. Don't look any further than the bend ahead of you. Um, Just think about if you're going up a peak, just don't look at the top, just concentrate on making that next step you will get to the top of that peak eventually you will get that around that bend eventually and you will finish a day where you felt like you were running on empty and couldn't get any further all right so if i know we said in our first tip that is to finish when you feel good all right so obviously that's not always possible you might you're going to feel tired some days when walking but where possible um we're saying that don't finish when you're about to drop and if you do get to that stage just concentrate on taking that next step you will get there in the end okay i promise you and in the end you'll work end up walking a lot further than you ever dreamed or imagined that you could you will become a lean mean walking machine believe me So the fourth mistake to avoid making is when walking in the Camino de Santiago is choosing dishes from the main menu instead of the pilgrim menu. I made this mistake a few times and ended up spending a lot more money than I needed to. So when you stop for breaks along the way in the restaurants, in the cafes, in the bars that you see, make sure you look out for those all important words, menu del peregrino. I will put a sign for this menu so you know the words to look out for. You can visualize them on our Facebook page, El Camino de Santiago Pilgrims Podcast. And so when you walk into those restaurants, you can zero in on the the, the all-important pilgrim menu, which you're going to choose from. Um, you will often find you can get a three-course meal for around about 10 euros, Sometimes you get drinks included in that. Sometimes you won't, but it will be a lot cheaper than um, choosing something from the main menu. On our last Camino in Portugal in a place called Barcelos, my wife and I, Rachel, 
she was my fiance at the time she's now my wife um just so you know um bit of a useful info for you there and another useful bit of info is chickens can't swim i just thought i'd let you know that um anyway random tangents there so um where were we barcelos pilgrim menu five euros we had a three course meal for five euros could not believe it i'm do you know what i'm gonna find this uh, this place in Barcelos, and I'm going to stick a link to it on our Facebook page, so you can stop there and eat for five euros too. Okay, and the food was actually very, very, very good. As our last podcast guest, Alistair Wilson, said in episode twelve, in his lovely Scottish tones, it was a hearty meal. Um, that was my very, very bad Scottish accent there. So sorry about that, everyone in Scotland. Um, I'm actually going there tomorrow for work, so you can uh, you can pull my leg about it then. But anyway, um, way too much caffeine this morning. So, five euros, pilgrim menu, menu del peregrino, menu del peregrino. Look out for those all important words and you'll find a sign for that on our Facebook page, Camino de Santiago Pilgrim's Podcast. Okay, if you do give us a like, I promise to give you a poke back, like poking on Facebook. I'm not sure you can do that anymore, actually. But anyway, if you can, I'll give you a poke back. Anyway, number five, avoid packing your backpack while people are still sleeping this isn't something i did but saw and heard many others doing it often at a very unsociable hour so picture the scene you're in an alberg which are these special pilgrim hostels that are scattered along the way that you can sleep in for a very 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 discounted rate sometimes five euros sometimes 10 euros sometimes a little bit more but you're not going to end up paying much more than that if you're staying in the pilgrim hostels the albergs so it's 4 a.m excuse me it's 4 a.m you're woken up by zips going up and down plastic bags being rustled rucksacks being lifted on and off your bunk people kicking your bed frames how can we avoid this anti-social unhelpful somewhat selfish behavior all you need to do, fellow peregrinos, if this is something that you've been known to do, is just pack your bag the night before. Take them out of the dorms in the morning and do it there where you're not going to disturb those that are still sleeping. You'll be happier. Your fellow peregrinos will be happier. Everyone will be happier and more harmonious. So I do appreciate that might not always be possible, as I said before. But whenever and wherever it is, please be more considerate and avoid making the mistake of packing your dorms while, sorry, packing your bags in the dorms while people are still sleeping. So you're not going to disturb others. It is a common complaint I see on Facebook groups, on Facebook forums, and you are going to get a lot more love and goodwill and good energy and positivity from people if you do that outside of the dorms or even better like we said pack your bags the night before in burgos i once got woken up at 3 47 a.m and had to refrain from pulling the leg hairs of my fellow pilgrim because i was woke up and not very happy about it to be honest with you so if you don't want your leg hairs pulled at 3.47 a.m. or any other hour of the day, I'm not sure that would be very pleasant, then please do pack your bags outside the rooms or even better, the night before. Everyone's going to love you a lot more for it. So that was our fifth mistake to avoid making. When walking the Camino de Santiago, avoid packing your backpack while people are still sleeping. Please, pretty please, please. Okay, 
Number six is avoid. Number six is avoid overpacking. Now I know this does seem like stating the obvious. I'm not teaching you to suck eggs, okay? As we say in England, I'm not sure if that's an expression that you use in America or Australia or in Canada or anywhere else around the world. We definitely say it in England. And or should I say it is though the most common mistake that I've seen mentioned on the Pilgrim forums. So how do we do that? We can start by using the reference point of making sure our fully packed backpacks weigh no more than around 10% of our body weight. So for example, I weigh 78 kilograms. I'm 185 centimeters tall. Um, for those in Britain, that's uh, six foot one. Um, so I probably don't want my backpack to weigh any more than around 7.8 kilograms. On my first Camino, I overpacked, overprepared. I took way too much stuff. On around day five, I burned out. I had to have a rest day and I got very sick. I had a fever. I was in bed all day. Um, and it was because I wasn't eating the right things. So that's another mistake not to make. Make sure that you are eating the right things. You're fueling your body because you're going to be walking a lot further and be doing a lot more exercise than you would as a civilian because you're not a civilian anymore. You're a pilgrim. Okay. And yes, as I was saying, um, please do not pack too much. Um, you're going to end up burning out like I did. And I ended up throwing lots and lots and lots of stuff away. I don't know how much it was, but it felt like half the contents of my backpack. Um, I got so obsessed with the weight in the end I was that I was carrying after that, I even started to rip out the pages of my guidebook that I didn't need anymore. So a little bit ridiculous, a little bit extreme, but I was burnt. Um, I, was, I was burnt and I learned the hard way. So um, instead of having to go through that like I did, please use the 10% guideline, as they say in the Pirates of the Caribbean. The code of the Pirates of the Caribbean is, it's a guideline. It's not a rule. It's a reference point for you to, to work with. So how are you going to avoid that? Well, what I would recommend doing for first time pilgrims is going for a walk with your backpack, fully packed, including snacks and water. Okay, and do this on more than a few occasions and go walking for a good few hours with your fully packed Camino backpack on your back and seeing how it feels. If it's too heavy, you might want to lose a bit of weight for the next time you go walking. If you feel comfortable and it feels easy, maybe you can put a few things in that you weren't sure that you were definitely going to need. Things that you thought that potentially aren't essentials, all right? So the 10% of your body weight point is, that's it, it's just a reference point, okay? It's a guideline, all right? So you can practice, experiment with that, and maybe you can put in a bit more, maybe you take a little bit out, but it is just a guideline and uh, something for you to practice, experiment with, and simply a bit of trial and error. You've got to do some testing, okay? to see what feels right and most comfortable for you. It's not a rule. It's a guideline, the 10%. Okay. Our penultimate mistake to avoid making when walking the Santiago de Compostela way is fellow peregrinos. 
deciding not to go because you think the Camino is just for religious people. You couldn't be any more wrong. In 2018, the Pilgrim Office in Santiago recorded that only 42% of pilgrims walked for solely religious reasons. That means more than half cited other motivations for walking the Camino. So if you're worried that you're not a religious pilgrim, don't be. I'm not a religious pilgrim, but I have had the time of my life. I would say the adventures of a lifetime walking the Camino in the thousands of kilometers. I estimate I've done a few, probably a couple of thousand Camino kilometers. Um, and I can honestly say deciding to walk the Camino from the, for the first time, even though I'm not a religious pilgrim, was one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, my wife will tell you that throwing my lucky socks away that I've had since I was a kid was the best decision I've ever made. But I'm going to disagree with her. I'm going to tread very carefully. Hopefully she's not listening. Um, I've got the door closed in the in the in the apartment. So, um, but I say it was definitely deciding to walk the Camino was the best decision I ever made. Of course, apart from marrying my wife. But anyway, yes, um, I had to get rid of those. Uh, I guess I had to get rid of those SpongeBob socks in the end. But Fellow Peregrinos, most definitely, you do not have to be a religious pilgrim. You will find a tribe of people that are accepting. They are kind. They are lovely. The Camino de Santiago, in my experience, is some kind of utopia that I always dreamed of. So whether you're a churchgoer or not, you'll be hard-pressed to find a nicer tribe of people anywhere in the world. You're going to find quirky people. You're going to find funny people. You're going to find interesting people. You're going to find kindred spirits. You're going to find cool people. You're going to find people you're going to remember for the rest of your life. All right. So if you're not religious, please don't let that put you off. So that was our seventh mistake to avoid making, deciding not to go because you think the Camino is just for religious people. Moving on to our last one, which is if you want to pick up your certificate of completion, your Compostela, make sure you avoid the mistake of walking all of the last 100 kilometers and not 700 kilometers on the Camino, but not all of the last 100 kilometers. I spoke to a pilgrim in Santiago who was mightily cheesed off that he couldn't pick up his certificado, his certificate of completion, his Compostela, because he didn't fancy walking the last 100 because he heard it, it, he heard it was a little bit of a pantomime, to be honest with you. Um, and that's, you know, that's maybe a topic of conversation for another podcast or a healthy debate um, in an alberg one night. But anyway, we'll leave that to your opinions, to your opinion, should I say. And anyway, he made that mistake. He didn't walk the last 100 kilometers, even though he'd walked 700 kilometers of the Camino. He still couldn't get his Compostela, his certificate of completion, because he didn't do, he didn't walk every single kilometer of the last 100. So if you want to make sure that you get your certificado, your certificate of completion, I keep launching into Spanish, um, your certificate of completion, your Compostela at the Pilgrim Office, which is just down the street, a short walk away from the cathedral in Santiago de Compostela. If you want to make sure you get yours, make sure you walk all of the last 100, okay? You can walk 700, but if it's not all of the last 100, you're not going to be able to get it, sadly. All right, so there you have it, your eight mistakes to avoid making on the Camino de Santiago. 
The first one is doing too much too soon. Build up those daily distances little by little. And where possible, finish before or finish when you feel good and not when you're about to drop. Some days that's inevitable, but where possible, um, use that as a guideline. Okay, listen to your bodies. Um, the, the second mistake to avoid making is underestimating the rain. Okay, so make sure you have your waterproofs, your poncho, your waterproof, waterproof cover for your rucksack, easily deployable in your top pockets of your rucksack in your side pockets of your rucksack. So if the rain does start to fall on your head, bam, you are ready to go and waterproof and don't get shouted at like your wife, like I did, or your husband, um, or your girlfriend, or your friends, or or I don't know. Okay, so um, number three, try to avoid thinking about how far to go. Just concentrate on making that next step, okay? Focus only on putting one foot in front of the other and think about what you can do, what you can achieve, not what you can't do or feel like you can't do. You will get there in the end. Focus on that next step, nothing else. Number four, make sure you choose the pil the pilgrim menu instead of making the mistake of choosing from the main menu. It'll save you a lot of money. Look out for those all-important three Spanish words. Menu del peregrino. I'll put a sign to that on our Facebook page. Number five is avoid packing your backpack while people are still sleeping. Okay, so pack your bags. Please, please, please pack your bags the night before so you can walk out the walk out the alberg and hit the ground running or walking, so to speak, or just do it outside the room in the morning if you're too tired to do it the night before. Everyone's going to love you a lot more. Avoid overpacking. Use the 10% of your body weight's guideline as an indication of how heavy your backpack should be and walk for a good few hours on more than a few occasions to test out which is best for you whether you need to add a bit more to that or whether you need to take a little bit out okay it is all about trial and error if you're a first-time pilgrim moving on to number seven is don't make the mistake of deciding not to go because you're not a religious pilgrim. Like we said, 58% of pilgrims last year that arrived in Santiago de Compostela cited reasons other than religious ones for walking the Camino. Whether you're religious or not, you will not find a nicer tribe of accepting, kinder or lovelier people in the world. It is some kind of utopia. I felt like that's my opinion anyway. Okay, that's my experience. And number eight was if you want to pick up your certificate of completion, your Compostela, make sure you walk all of the last 100 kilometers. Okay, and if you walk 700 kilometers, but not all of the last 100, you won't be able to pick up your Compostela, your certificate of completion to show off to your friends and family when you get home. So there you have it, fellow peregrinos, the eight mistakes that I've come up with to avoid making when walking or packing for the Camino de Santiago. Thank you very much for listening. So I hope you found all of those very, very useful. Before we go, um, I've had a few requests from our listeners um, to 
get that packing list from Johanna from Germany, our guest in episode 11, who walked the Camino with less than five kilograms. All right. So if you want to get that packing list, what I can do is I can send it to you. All you need to do is send an email to pilgrimspodcast at outlook.com. So that's pilgrimspodcast at outlook.com. I will send you that all important packing list and maybe you can walk the Camino with five kilograms or less as well. She walked without a sleeping bag, which is uh, when I told my wife that she said she would, my wife said she wouldn't be able to do that because she likes her own sleeping bag. And I'm sure there's lots of people that will probably agree with my wife, Rachel, on that one as well. But um, I think I might well give it a try on my on my next Camino. Rachel and I are going to return and repeat a little bit of the Camino Portuguese, like I said, um, just to do some research for a book that I'm writing. And just because we bloody love it to be honest with you so yes send us an email pilgrimspodcast at outlook.com and i will i promise to send you that kit list and thank you very much johanna from episode 11 for providing that kit list for us and helping um helping your fellow peregrinos johanna so um i am going to have to love you and leave you with this slightly shorter podcast episode this week as i have to run off to scotland very early in the morning tomorrow uh, that's going to be friday the 25th i'm traveling to aberdeen in the north of scotland where i'm doing a bit of work for the weekend um and i'd just like to say a very very quick hello to some pilgrims that have messaged me and said how much they're enjoying the podcast it's so lovely to get these kind of messages every week um, and um, meeting many of you from around the world. I am looking at our analytics now and it seems that most of our listeners are in the USA at the moment um, and uh, a good deal of them in San Francisco of all places. So um, I've not been there in a good three years uh, I was there for a friend's wedding um, in 2017 that's two and a bit years actually so if you're in uh, San Fran hello to you all thank you very much for listening and uh, I'd like to say a special thank you to uh, Martin Jameson for reaching out and saying hello uh, it's very nice to meet you uh, not to mention Neil Smith in the UK who said hello as well thank you very much Neil for sending me a message um, Michelle Knapp in New Hampshire, US of A. So, Michelle, thank you very much for listening as well. And I'm going to mention one last lovely person, Thomas McKenzie. Um, you have been very, very complimentary and said some nice um, comments on our Facebook page. So, thanks for reaching out, Thomas. I am going to tackle your topics of sleeping bags and all that kind of stuff in our next episode. So, look out for that one, Martin and Jeff Winstead and Rick prater as well so thank you for reaching out guys there's also brian garcia ronnie richard um um jose miguel bermudez audrey lee who's in um who's in australia as well so to all of you guys sergio perez mark peredo olga barry guys it is absolutely lovely to have your comments thanks for reaching out and anything you'd like us to cover in the interviews or in the topics that I'm covering, please do let me know. Okay, so until next week, fellow peregrinos, thank you very much for listening. Buen camino.